This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, Susan and I called an audible and watched Encanto. And I'm here to tell you, it was an audible delight. Yeah, see what I did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Make fun of me, why don't you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about we're not going to talk about Bruno. Now, why would I give away something like that? I don't know. Stick around to and which... find out. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> to which I would have said, I thought we didn't talk about Fight Club. We didn't watch Fight Club. <laughs> All right, now we'll play the song. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Honey, You Should Watch This, the podcast where a husband and a wife with differing taste in movies subject each other to movies they wouldn't normally watch, and then we come on here and uh, have a little give and take about them. Yep. Yeah. So I am Susan, so I'm the wife. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you? Hello. How you doing? What? Um, and then uh, that voice you just heard is um, Greg, who is my husband. What voice? Which voice? What guy? What Which guy? voice? What guy? That's me! Yay! I'm here! Woohoo! <laughs> I'm sure that everybody is just absolutely falling all over themselves in joy because I'm here. You are here. So how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm 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 well. I'm good. Yeah. I'm well. I'm good. You're well. Yeah, I'm all right. Oh, you sound convincing. Well. That's what I do. <laughs> so we were supposed to do Carnage. We were. And Venom. But I'm not going to lie to you. Our friends are complete schleps <gasps> and didn't show up when they were supposed to show up. Oh, my God. That it is I can't in no way, saying that. It is in no way my fault not, at all that we weren't able all. to record It had them. absolutely nothing to do that you wanted to watch football playoffs no, instead of record. It had nothing at all you? to do with that. How dare you? It wasn't that I, I wanted to watch football. It's that I had to watch you football. You had to. My work schedule did not allow for us to have a night other than when the divisional playoff games are on. So we will be doing Carnage next, I think. I hope, yes. No, we will. We will. So we decided well, instead of just pushing you guys off because you're all sitting home going, oh, my God. When are they going to come out with a new, a new episode? One? I can't deal with it. I couldn't make up my mind on what I wanted to watch, so no, I couldn't. got forced to watch Encanto. Yes. Encanto. Encanto. It's everywhere. You can't escape it right now. So I figured we'd just lean the fuck into it. Well, okay. Uh, we can We can go into that, but I honestly... I had heard nothing about this movie other than really? it was out. Um, I, I knew that I knew that there was a lot of people that were really happy that it represented the Hispanic community in the movie and everything the way it did and everything. But other than that, I hadn't heard. Oh, because anytime I was on social media, it was just like the you know, they show you the little TikTok videos now, like in like Facebook and stuff right. like that, and it was just Encanto, 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 and it was. Haven't seen a single one. Really? Yeah. Really? So maybe that's because all the ones I see has something to do with somebody getting hit in the groin. I, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's an algorithm or what. I Disney, hear hear us now. Get on getting hit with getting hit. I can't even say it. Getting hit in the groin. Uh, that's that. That'll get your male audience into that theater. Apparently, we look at different things on social. Apparently, media. we do. <laughs> What else have you been looking at? Um, I have actually watched a lot of stuff. Really? Uh, recently. I have. I watched, um, well, I'm caught up now on Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's one okay. of their best seasons they've ever had. If really? If you guys like that show, it is absolutely freaking hysterical. Um, I have been watching The Book of Boba Fett. I am completely caught up on that, and it is amazing. Mm-hmm. I have caught up on Peacemaker, even the new episode that came out today. Wow. It is better than Boba Fett. That show is a masterpiece. It, it <sighs> is. It is. It it is so unbelievably. I'm good. sure if I watch it, I'm going to find it funny. But I just remember when watching the Suicide Squad, I'm like, I just don't see myself watching that. But I, I, I you, you is know he what? Likable. Like yes, you know, and yes, and, and no. They they <sighs> give you they. Okay, first of all. James Gunn is a national treasure and should be guarded at all costs. Okay, because he writes, directs, and produces this. It, it's 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 brilliant. They give him just enough human nanity. I don't know what the word I'm humanity? looking for. Humanity? No, it's not human. No, it's, human nanity. They, they give him just enough, <laughs> just enough to to suck you in to go, man. I maybe this guy isn't a douche. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a douche. Nope, he's a douche. It, it, <laughs> But they're addressing it, and you're kind of finding out what makes him tick and everything. But I laughed so fucking hard at the first 20 minutes of the episode this week today. I was at work on my phone. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Somebody said, what are you watching? And I'm like, Peacemaker. And they're like, oh, my God, I love that show. It is – it's incredible. It is – the action, the special it, – they're, they're killing it. I also watched Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Which I found very, very good, really good, like, really? like good enough that I would watch it again and again. Uh, the girl, the woman who plays Yelena Belova, absolutely steals the show. She's incredible. I watched uh, Shang Chi. Okay, I am disappointed I did not see that in the theater. Was You're getting good. a lot of watching in. Well, I, you know, even though I'm at work, I don't have to do a lot. So, hmm. and I watched The Eternals. Oh, really? Was that any good? It was very good, but it should have been two movies instead of one. It was, um, it was, li- they, they crammed 10,000 years of history into a two hour and 40 minute movie, which was okay. I was, I was okay with the length of the movie, but it was one of those situations where they tried to do so much that you never really became invested in what they were trying, what they gave you to be invested in. If it had been two movies and gone from point A to point B, and I know, uh, I don't, well, it's, it's old, where they had, supposedly killed off the first set of deviants mm-hmm. if that would have been a movie and then they would have come back with the second movie from then on it would have been perfect but it was still really good and um oh i've watched all the marvel what ifs wow they're incredible hmm. they are really good dark like some of them are dark interesting dark um but a couple of them are re- well all of them are good but there's a couple that are just really fun to watch. So, um, yeah. All right. That. I've watched that. All that. And some football. Yeah, I haven't. 
uh, watched anything really new. I mean, other than hate watching and just like that, mm-hmm. which is the Sex and the City reboot, which is absolutely terrible. Absolutely. Yet you continue to watch it. Because I, I hate it so much. I just, you know, I need to feed. Vote with your dollars. What is what is it? <laughs> Vote with your dollars and watch something else so maybe we'll get a second season of something that's good and not a second season of that vile piece of claptrap that never makes me want to retch. <laughs> what is it? The, the villain in, uh, oh, I can't even think of the Star Wars villain. What's his name? The, the emperor the emperor yes i feed on your darkness yeah <laughs> i'm hold sorry on. hold I'm on sorry. no no hold on just a goddamn minute what's the bad guy's name not darth vader not boba fett not not darth the Maul. big guy the big baddie emperor <laughs> the emperor yes e- emperor because that is palpatine. a word re- relative to just star wars go for palpatine baby <laughs> just emperor <laughs> It does not bode well for our episode tonight that I couldn't remember something other than humanity <laughs> and you couldn't remember Emperor. <laughs> this might be uh Oh God. This might be a tad I bit of a feed struggle. off the darkness of hating it. Hating, hating. Um, you know, and I'm waiting. Um I I think the next episode of The Righteous Gemstones is probably out now too. I just haven't had like and doing things around the house, I try to put on things that I've already seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't miss anything. And so I haven't really had a lot of time to just sit down and watch anything brand new other than Encanto. So. Which we, I got up, we got up Sunday morning. I'm like, let's watch Encanto because <laughs> I got to come watch the Bucks lose. So <laughs> I tell you though, the soundtrack has been living in my head rent free all week. Just over and over again. And it's not like the same song. It's just it, it will go from one song to another to another to another. And it's... Well, it's... having said that, let's let's start so we can start talking about our... our, our All right. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right. So we have uh, watched and we will spoil. Just so you know, we spoil a lot on this show. So if you have not seen Encanto, um, I recommend you go watch Encanto before you listen to this. Unless you want to get spoiled because, you know, sometimes people do. So, Encanto was released on November 3rd, 2001 by Walt Disney Studios. And it is this story of the magical madrigals. Um, It is uh, the family, um, sorry, excuse me, um, is headed up by Alma Madrigal, who is the abuela of the family. Um, She and her husband, uh, Pedro, were forced uh, by an armed conflict to flee their home. Um, Pedro, uh, tries to stop, uh, some soldiers from trying to stop them, um, and saves her and the triplet infant children that they had. Um, but he dies and by a miracle, her candle that she was holding attains magical qualities, blasts the pursuers away and creates a encanto for them to, to hide in. Um, and creates a sentient house. So that's just bonkers right there, right? Not just a sentient house. <laughs> the casita uh, is where the family lives, um, and the town is bordered by these tall surrounding mountains. So um, fast forward 50 years, um, the candle continues to burn, the town thrives, um, the candle's magic grants superhuman abilities to all the blood relatives of each Madrigal child when they turn five. Um, and they use their magic to serve the villagers. 
Um, however, Mirabelle, um, the youngest girl, um, did not get a magical power, so she is treated differently for mysteriously not having received her gift. Um, on the night of the youngest grandson's gift ceremony, Mirabelle sees cracks in the casita and she sees the candle starting to lose its brightness. When she warns the family, um, Abuela makes an inspection, but there appears to be no problem. So Abuela brushes it off as Mirabel's uh, concerns as her imagination, which is caused by jealousy because she has no gifts, and assures the town people that the magic is strong. But later that night, Mirabel overhears her Abuela uh, talking out loud to her late husband and expressing her concerns that the miracle is dying. So Mirabelle decides to save the miracle for her family as well as herself. So how do you save a miracle? Well, you don't go on a hero's journey outside. You go in. Um, so she basically um, explores some of her family's uh, pressures and fears, and she even goes into the house and I mean literally into the house in the walls of the house in search of her Tio Bruno who was vilified for his gift of precognition and disappeared years earlier um, after he had his last vision about the future of the casita when Mir Mirabel did not get her gift um, so together they have to figure out what the future of the family's source of power will be and it stars Stephanie Beatrice that we uh, know and love from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine! Uh, Naomi, Naomi Josefina Flores as a young Mirabel. Maria Cecilia Botiro as Alma Madrigal, the abuela. Um, Olga Mar Maridas as the singing voice of abuela. John Leguizama as Bruno. Uh, Mario Castillo as Felix Madrigal, Jessica Darrow as Luisa, um, Angie Capita as Julieta, um, Caroline Galton as Peppa, uh, Diane Gatero as Isabella, and Wilmer Valderrama, Fez, baby, as Augustin Madrigal, um, Renzi Files as Camilio, Ravi Cabot Canoyers uh, as Antonio, and Adessa, the queen of reggaeton, as Dolores. It is directed by Jared Bush, Brian Howard, um, and the writers are uh, Cherries Castro-Smith and Jared Bush, um, with a score by Jermaine Franco, and songs, or as I saw, call them, Earworms by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Whew. All right, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this movie. A lot of characters. Pretty ambitious. So Why'd you have me watch this? Because <laughs> you hadn't seen this yet when we watched this. I did see it. You'd seen it before we watched it? Together? I saw it the day before, yeah. When you were at work. What? You didn't tell me that. Why did you need to know? I don't know. It was a movie that you wouldn't normally watch. I watched it. I said, okay, let's watch this. What made you watch it? Um. Well, like I said, uh, it's a huge movie right now, and I couldn't escape it. So I figured, okay, lean into it. Let's watch it. Um, Are you talking about it or Encanto? Encanto, not it. Okay. Um, and I watched, I wanted you to watch it because this is a different kind of Disney movie. You know, this is like 
This is done by Disney Studios, but it just felt more like a Pixar. And I was, I, I, if I had to parallel it to anything, I'd parallel it to Inside Out. It's very, um, you know, a therapist dream, this movie. <laughs> you know what? Right. I'll be damned. I thought it was a Pixar movie. Yeah. No. No. Um, all right. So I got to cut. I got to scratch off all these things that I was going to say here because it's not Pixar. <laughs> this is like a villainous, like a less, not a villainous. But Vill- it doesn't have a villain. Villain less. Right. Villain less movie. Um, you know, every there's no real bad guy. And even the ones you would look at as bad guy, they're still kind of driven by love. So it's it's just different. I, 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 and I don't know necessarily if it's better. I think time will tell on this movie if it's going to hold up or if, you know, people who, like I think adults who watch this are, are walking away with more from this movie than maybe the kids. The kids maybe are getting into the song, but I'm really wondering what that generation, when they grow up and they look back on this movie, are going to think about it. Okay. Because this is like really, like I said, it's like you can dig into this whole um, kind of generational trauma and family dynamic and the pressure that people put on themselves and the roles that get, you know, children get kind of pushed into in these larger families and, um, it's just, there's a lot there. It's a lot to dig into. Okay. Okay. Um, before you watch this, what was your expectation and what did you think about it afterwards? Oh my God. Look on your face is telling me nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what did I think about it afterwards? I, I don't know what I expected. I, I, Animate the animated movies. I, I used to be uh, like a, a big, a big, like proponent fan. Look mm-hmm. forward to them. In fact, on the other podcast, we actually did the one about Pixar movies. Right. And I, I love Disney movies. I, we own dozens of them that we have watched as kids. I don't. This is bad to say, but I don't want my cartoons preaching to me. You think and, this is preaching? Okay. Uh, let, me, let me finish. Okay. You went on for 45 minutes with a synopsis. <laughs> Give me just a second here. <laughs> so I don't, I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to be preachy, but like even you, when you and I watched Wally, at the end of Wally, Wally looked, was very preachy. We looked at each other and went, that was uh, heavy handed at all, right? Yeah. And or or and, Happy Feet. That was the worst. Oh, Happy Feet was absolutely the worst. So I get. With the culture that the world is in the way that they're doing today, and it's okay that we are making it everything inclusive. Sometimes I get a little nervous when I see a movie that is like this, that it's going to be like down with a man in some way. So I don't really grasp. I'm not sitting here going, oh, I got to watch that. Like if I'd have been sitting around and it had come on and I'd been like, oh, okay, I give it a whirl. But it wasn't something that I was going to go out of my way to watch. And it's not that I don't, it's not that I disagree with those this thoughts or sentiments. It's just that I, I have so little time to watch something at home. Used to. I used to have so little time to watch stuff. I mean, I have more time now, but I'm squeezing it in mm-hmm. dead time at work that I had to kind of pick and choose about something that I really wanted to see. So this wasn't a movie that reached out and grabbed me. I, I And again, it being a Pixar movie, or, or 
I th- with me thinking it was a Pixar movie, I was like, man, are they going to wally this bitch up? It, I really was right. thinking that. Right. Okay. Because even though I want to see Soul, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Soul has some of that in it. Even um, even um, Inside Out yeah. was, it was a great movie. I loved it. But it was a tad bit preachy. Like, it's okay to be this way because we thought, you know, you're used to supposed to keep your feelings inside, but now you have, you know, just that, that well, type I don't know of, if it's not be- preachy, but necessarily like. Necessarily preachy, but it was this definitely. Th- you're, 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 you're like giving me a message, it's which o- is okay, but. Yeah. When I mean, when I watch, when I watch a, a, a cartoon movie, I, I, I want to see Bugs Bunny. You know, you know, I know, you know what I mean. I want to see Toy Story and stuff. I'm okay with, you know, they rescue and that. I just sometimes I get, and that may that that might make me a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I, I I and I get. We've watched dozens of movies where they've had the message and and I'm okay with it. But I know that, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, when I sit down to watch Scientology thing with Leah Remini, mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. So. It, it had it didn't jump out at me. I, I didn't think it would be bad mm-hmm. because it's Disney. B- exactly. E- even Disney's worst movie is still acceptable because they they are pumping them out more than they used to. In fact, this was the first time Disney's ever had two animated movies come out in the same year. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what the first one was. La- it was last year. Ron's um, gone wrong. I can't was remember. I don't know if it was Ron's gone. I don't. I can't remember. Or, but, Br- or um, what was the one with the fish kid? Luca. Uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. It might have been the last fish year. Kid. I think it was, yeah. So so I, I so I, I didn't really know what I was expecting and it wasn't something that I was like, I need to see that. Was it on a list of things that I would watch one day if I'm like I have I've seen everything else? Sure. So I didn't really know what to expect. I, I didn't know if it was gonna be, you know, we live in a village and we're getting attacked by you know the conquistadors, white, you know, white, yeah, or whatever. Whitey's on his way to kick us out of our house, or colonialism. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I, I did not know that it was a uh, a musical like this. Mm-hmm. Most Disney movies are; they have the five or six. Right. That, that explains why, because I'm thinking, man, this is there's a lot of songs in this movie for a Pixar movie. As we were watching, I'm like, mm. there's a lot of songs in this for a Pixar movie, because <laughs> typically they'll have like Pixar movie have one or two yeah. tops. So. That's what I expected. I, I expected it to be very high quality, mm-hmm. but maybe not something that reached out and grabbed me. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, as far as the story, I mean, because this is different. Like, this is not your typical Disney formula. Um, yeah. You know, there is no love interest for the main character that the main character is basically just trying to prove herself useful to her family. Um, and in doing so, you know, realizes that her family is very broken and no one is talking about it because they're feeling pressure to be who they need to be for their community. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, their, their powers to help people, if they can't help, um, they feel like that the abuela is going to not, you know, favor them or, or whatever. And, and her approval is a lot in the fact that their, you know, their uncle, their tío, um, 
just basically disappeared because of whatever reason. A lot of people didn't like the fact his precognition made him who you thought they were going to, they kind of red herring you and you thought he was going to be the villain, but it's his precognition just made people unhappy because they didn't like what he was seeing. That was not his fault. So he just kind of went away. Kind, kind of like the real world today. Yeah, exactly. People, people want you to tell them what's going to happen. And then when you tell yeah. them, they get upset about it. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of see this kind of through the film that they're all struggling with the weight of, of expectations of their community and, and all that. So it's, it is definitely something different. And, and I, I don't, in terms of a story, I mean, I kind of struggle with it because I think they got a lot of the, and I'm by no means a therapist or trained or any of that, but from just basic general knowledge and listening to, to therapy, the therapist, therapy podcasts and stuff like that, they're getting, they got that right as far as the dynamics of it. Um, and I think a lot of people are like on social media saying, yep, this is, this is how it is. Right. And especially when you're talking about, um, you know, families who have immigrated to another place, you know, they really try to make themselves, you know, they've got generations who are trying to like work harder. They want the next generation to be successful. Um, they, there's that middle generation that kind of has to be translators and, and advocates and, you know, and there's just a lot of room for, um, burnout and over expectations and things like that. Even when you talk about, um, you know, Asian immigrants that come over and they, they're, you know, they call Asians the model minority, right? Because everybody expects good things from them, right? That they'll work hard and they'll be smart and they'll do good in school and stuff like that. And that's a lot of pressure. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting film in terms of exploring that there isn't that said, there isn't a lot of action, you know, because you don't have that hero's journey where they have to go away from the home and go someplace new and someplace, you know, they have to kind of crack the egg of the familiar, which is yeah. interesting. But I, I like the colors. You like the colors? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it, it is a, a, a different story. Yeah. It, like you said, um, I think, it's uh, a, it's a sad story. Yeah. When you when you look at it. It is because the little girl is crushed that she doesn't have a power. And the, and you know, the grandmother hates her because she doesn't have a power. I don't know if she hates her, but she definitely wants to keep her at arm's length cuz she's afraid of her jinxing yeah. what they have. She hates her. I just think what broke my heart about it when the first time I watched it is when she's looking um for Antonio that it dawned on me oh my god they're sharing a room they're making her sleep in the nursery so whenever a new generation or a new baby comes along she has to share that space it's like she doesn't even get her own space like I didn't even catch that until I was uh, doing the research on you know yeah. looking stuff up in the movie because you know like I always go in cold yeah. like when you pick a movie for me I don't do any research on it at all I don't want to yeah. know anything about it so I didn't even catch that and they're like oh shit that does make sense yeah, yeah. but that was I mean I was like oh my god that is so sad yeah. and I feel like like you look at some of the other ones like the Peppa who's the one who whose emotions control the weather like. 
this poor woman's always got to kind of squash her feelings. Because if she has a negative emotion, then something negative happens. And everybody's always telling her to calm down, right? So she can't, she can't feel the way she wants to feel. Uh, Louisa, who is the one who is blessed with strength, is just, people just order her around. She can't say no. She feels like she can't say no. Like, um, you know, even, even when people like, like, she's like, it's not even like they're, she's teaching them to fish, right? She's just getting the stuff for them. Like the guy, the donkeys are getting out again. Like you would think that the night before, since Antonio got the power to, to listen and talk to animals and communicate with them, she would have said, Hey, let me get Antonio and he can talk to them and get their shit straight. Right. Nope. She just goes and does what she's asked to do. Or, or, Hey, Dick, they're your donkey. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. She could, she feels like she can't do it. And even like somebody pointed this out and I can't, I can't remember, um, which, which YouTuber, um, said it, but even when they're having dinner in their own house that night that they have the, the guy from the, um, the village that they want to marry the oldest daughter, um, the guests are like, oh, Louisa, go get the piano, right? Yeah. The girl's sitting down having dinner, and she's like getting ordered around in her own house by the guests. Dinner wasn't going to be that good anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> like yeah. Quesadillas or something. Right. And then you have Isabella, who's supposed to be the perfect one, that's like pushed to the point where she needs to be the favorite, and she needs to be the perfect one, that she's going to marry somebody that she doesn't want to marry. And then you have Bruno who feels like I'm no good to anyone. So he goes into hiding, even though he doesn't want to be away from his family. It's there are all these very sad, sad things. Um, that what you just hit on right there mm. was one of the things that kind of turned me off on this movie. There's just too much. Mm. There, there's, there's way, way too many characters mm. who played zero pivotal points in the movie. You know, you know what I mean. I know, I knew nothing about any of the characters except uh, Maribel. Yeah, and Antonio. Really, you knew more about Antonio than you did really the rest of the family combined. Right. I had no idea who was who, who was married. They kept showing her with the three babies, and I'm like, which ones are those? Uh, does does the the, the mother, was it her mother that had the gift that she could feed people and it would the heal mother, them? yeah. So was her? Did her father have a power? Her the the men who married into the family did not have a power. But I thought it was really funny that Julietta, her mother, is the one that can heal you with her cooking, and she married someone who was accident prone. Right, that was really funny. And yeah. then you've got Peppa, who's very emotional and her emotions control the weather and she's married Felix and Felix doesn't have a power, but Felix is very good at calming her down. Right. He's very, yeah. like they're very good characters when you kind of dig into them a little bit, but yeah, so they don't have powers. The guys who married in. And the other thing was like, they were supposed to use their powers to help the family, right? To so, help the community. To help the community and the family. So Louisa was really strong, so she could pick stuff up and move stuff around. Yeah. So the one, and then, but then the one girl, well, she makes flowers. Well, that's great. The flowers are already growing. It's a gorgeous countryside. The one kid was Loki. 
He could just a turn, chameleo. He yeah, could, he could just turn into whatever he's he wants. A shapeshifter. So, so what did he do except play pranks on people? He wasn't helping nobody. He was probably well, stealing people's lunch money. He was <laughs> actually. If you see something like there's that when they talk about his power, he shapeshifts. This woman's exhausted holding a baby, and he shapeshifts into her and holds the baby. And she takes a pillow and she lie down, lies down, and take a nap. But why is she exhausted? Because Louisa did everything. <laughs> the baby was crying. I don't know. No, I know. But you know what it I mean. Was, it was it was really odd. They're and the girl, odd. With the, the girl with the the, the the other sister that had the powers with the weather. What did that? How did? Yeah, that would, was that was a little. Yeah. Let her. I mean, like, hey, it's really dry. Can you rain? Can you make it rain? It was constantly like, no, 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 don't let it rain. It was just right. It was. There was there was some inter- yeah it was that was the only one that I'm like how can that benefit anybody because she's not you know she's not th- there are times you're going to need it terrain and and all that so it was yeah that's that's the only one I was kind of like yeah and it was not really helpful not even that didn't turn me off I get because yeah. maybe not everyone's like a home run but it just she was originally supposed to be indestructible yes. but they thought that that would be too close to Louisa, so they changed yeah. it. It was just really, it was just a lot. Yeah. It was a lot, and it was almost like... It, and they were going to have more characters, right. which was crazy. It was almost like they said, you know what, we don't have like this hero arc, mm-hmm. and we don't have anybody fighting a dragon. We've got to do something to keep shit moving, Otherwise, the kids will lose interest. That, that to me, is what it felt like. It's just like, well, shit, throw something on. Yeah. You can put it on stage, and we'll have all these flowers everywhere. Um, okay, I, cool, I guess. But it was just... You know, flowers bring people joy. And no, I, I know, yeah. but it was all... It's just... It just felt like... It just felt like it was just stuff thrown in there to give it, like, more runtime, almost. Well, I think when you look at the, the powers, they kind of align with the personalities as well like i don't i think there's probably more value to what isabella who's the one who can who could make the flowers could do it's just she felt like she had to make perfect pretty things yes right versus useful things that maybe aren't as aesthetically pleasing you know um until she figures it out at the end and has her big princess song moment there um but yeah, there there were a few things that was like I I could understand it, and, and that's why seeing it twice and then kind of hearing the songs and stuff like that because the the madrigal song, the family madrigal, actually explains it all, but it's very quick. It goes by very quick, very fast, and um, especially at the end when she's like, there's a point where the kids are asking, "Well, what's your power?" and she's trying to skirt the issue. And the and the music, the tempo picks up, and I can just imagine Stephanie Beatrice at the end of that song being absolutely exhausted because it was just like faster, 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 faster. <laughs> but yes, not yes, yes, yeah. But uh, go what, ahead. What do you think about the music? Because I, you didn't even like realize it was Lin Manuel Miranda until the end. No, I well. I've, just because I don't typically, when we watch a movie, go, who wrote the songs? Yeah. But when I was listening to the songs, mm-hmm. it, it sounded like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. It, it's what it sounded like. Uh, I thought they were good. I thought they were well done. I'm not going to go buy the soundtrack anytime soon. They have lived nowhere around my head at all. Really? None. At all. N- none, none of these caught me as an earworm. Hmm. 
I don't know why. Which is the exact opposite of like Moana. Yeah. Couldn't get those out of my head for... Well, it's because you watch Moana like on even, repeat. Even the first set couple times <laughs> the songs were... Because the one song that always got me uh, with Moana was Shiny. Because it's yeah. such because it's such an odd song, but it's such a good song, and it's Jermaine Clement. So, well, but not even that. It's just it's just an odd song. Yeah. It's not a when you listen to that song, that song should not be a catchy song, but it is. Mm-hmm. And but these songs were really good. Mm. But it, it but it's just like Hamilton. I thought Hamilton was amazing, but I'm not going to watch it again. Well, I, I, think, I don't I don't have any of those songs in my head. I think you have to, if you don't have the ear for what's being said in the song too. Like I I've got. They've just been going on all week in my head. Like it and not just like we don't talk about Bruno and not just surface pressure, but the the Encanto and, and the family madrigal and uh, I mean they're just stuck. So what are you, what are you trying to say? I'm not smart. No, I'm just saying like if you and uh, there were a few of them that I watched a couple of times just on videos after I saw it, just to catch it and you know, get videos with the lyrics to see what the lyrics were to kind of get a little bit more into it. But it's, I don't know, for some reason, like Hamilton didn't stick with me as much. Like few of the ones in Hamilton stuck with me afterwards, but not all of them because it was more of a rap. And so it was hard to do. Um, Hamilton was really good, but it was a lot of the same thing over and over and over with different people saying different words to me with the exception of a couple scenes. But this was... Not really so much like that. The songs were different. The songs were yeah. good. I liked Louise. I liked um, Louisa's song. Louisa's song, "Surface yeah. Pressure." Yeah, because because I was the whole time thinking they should just be playing "Under Pressure" <laughs> or or "Straight Up Pressure" um, by Billy Joel. But it was they worked well with what I watched. Mm-hmm. But I I wouldn't drive down the road and listen to them. Of course, I wouldn't drive down the road and listen to songs from Moana. I wouldn't drive down the road and listen to songs yeah. from Toy Story. So. You know, there, you, there it is. Well, I think Moana, too, is like we had our granddaughter that day and she just watched it on repeat for mm-hmm. like, I think we watched it 10 times in a row or something ridiculous Yeah, but I, like still, that. I still wouldn't go listen to it in the car. Yeah, no, no. You know, yeah, I wouldn't so. listen to the car either, but they're just stuck there. So they're stuck in my head, not in the car. So what other songs have you listened to this week to try and get them out of your head? Um, You know, I haven't listened You've to listened any to other podcast. songs. I've been listening that's, to the podcast. That's, that's why they're living and, up there because yeah. you haven't you haven't forced them out with some Van Halen or something. Because <laughs> 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 oh I know God. you, when you hop in your car, the first band that you want to turn on is Van Halen. Yes, exactly, Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Eleven. Well, Eleven the dream. Van Hagar, not Van Halen. <laughs> Um, are there any characters in this movie that you could relate to? None of them. Really? Yeah, I'm white. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> not, even go not there. Not really. Uh, I mean, I've never been able to live in an enchanted valley, so it was yeah. kind of hard for me to... <laughs> but you've been in a family, and you've been in... You know, <laughs> you've Have had... I? Have I really? Yes, I think you have. Okay. Okay. You've been in a family. Um, you know what it's like to to have, the, you know, somebody be the perfect one, someone be the strong one, someone be the one that's trying to direct everybody. I mean, I, 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 what I liked about this movie is I could actually empathize with just about everyone in, in that family. Okay. And I think they made it 
clear, like even though the people who could have could have been set up to be the villains, which would be Isabella, right? Because she was at odds with with Mirabelle, um, or the abuela, or you know, or Bruno. I mean, these are people that you could empathize with and understand why why they're doing what they're doing. It's just a matter of they're not talking to the rest of their family, right? Or seeing the rest of the family for who they are. Yeah. But I mean I can I can get on board with it. I Bruno, because nobody likes me, I could probably come to the house of Bruno. <laughs> You're the scapegoat. Nobody likes it when I keep it rur. Rur. When I keep it rur. Keep it rur. Yeah. They ask me something, I tell them and then they don't like shoot your mouth off and then nobody wants to hear what you whoa, have to whoa, say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you whoa, shoot it. You whoa. shoot it. You yes, shoot your shot. When I do it, I <laughs> I spit facts, yo. No. I I, I, I they they did have a lot of the family dynamics yeah. from from different things like you know this is the person that we always lean on when shit hits a fan and yeah you know, the mom's in charge and you know I'm not sure who in my family would be able to talk to the animals but you know I don't I don't know it was yeah. I I didn't catch myself really relating to anybody because it was hard to relate to any of them with without stepping back and understanding what they were trying to do. You, it's really right. hard to relate to the person who can grow flowers on a, on a dime or the yeah. person who can pick up and bench press Arnold. Arnold well, so Yeah, but I mean, those are really more allegories than anything else, right? Because I, I know, you know, growing up, you know, one of my closest friends, she was um, the eldest of three daughters. And her sister would have been like the Isabella. Because she was, you know, she wanted to be perfect in every way. Like she was a good student. She was always dressed well. She had never had a hair out of place. She was, you know, but there were some like that created issues. And she did kind of act like, you know, Isabella. But you know that maybe that wasn't her on the inside, right? Um, Sometimes there is a family member because they are emotionally strong, like Louisa is, is, you know, an exaggerated allegory for the person who's the pillar of strength in the family, right? They And because she's physically strong, they also expect her to be emotionally strong. And that's where she can't, she feels like she cannot express concern, fear, anxiety, any of that. But you know, there is always that one person who's kind of the go-to person. And sometimes being that person, um, although it can be, I guess, rewarding and, and you get a sense of validation that you're useful, that's that's a lot of pressure because now you who who do you turn to when you're feeling bad, you know? The A-team. The A-team? When you have problems. <laughs> you get the A-team. And you've got extra money. You call the. 18. I did hear Mr. T is you know working on his degree, and um, trying to become a social worker anyway. So, are you serious right now? No, no, I'm joking. Okay, you serious, Clark? You serious, Clark? Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I I kind of see it more as like their face value, you know, not the legitimate, but what they're reflecting in terms of of people just being scapegoats or people being like Antonio is just still kind of growing little he's a little baby. He was really cute. Very that cute. was a really cute character. But his ability to talk to animals, I mean, you can kind of tell he's more introverted. Excuse me. 
Um, so to be able to, oh, thank you. Kitty just knocked over something. Come here. Get over here. All right. Um, see, I can talk to animals. He and sometimes even, they listen. He doesn't even know what his fucking name is. <laughs> He's not talking to you. <laughs> and sometimes they listen. But, you know, so they're still, but even like the second, like the day after this kid gets this gift, you know, the mother's like, okay, we need to figure out how you can better use this. Better use this. He's only had it one fucking day. Right? Now, now, you say you were able to relate in all this. Were you able to relate the first time you were watching it or the second time you were watching it? Uh, I think I think I needed to sit with it. So the first time was like the Saturday and then the next day was a Sunday. So it, it, it took me like probably Monday or so like that to really okay. filter See, all this through my head. But that's the kind of person I am. It takes right, me a couple days to process. That's kind of what I was getting at. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really relate because I wasn't, I wasn't sitting down to watch that movie right. to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong that it was a cartoon that did that. But typically when you go to sit down to go, okay, we've got some serious family strife going on. Mm-hmm. You're looking for... You know, you're looking for an Anthony Hopkins movie, you know, Remains of the Day Part 17 or some crazy <laughs> shit because you're, right, you're not kinda, a Disney film. You're, you're <laughs> kind of gearing yourself up for that, right? Right, I mean, right, right. There's a lot of movies that do that, that just put you in that, 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 that stress space. ball. You're not expecting it when you see a movie with a poster's got 62 people on it and a tiger. So, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it was a Jaguar, wasn't yeah. it? Or- or leopard. It's a leopard. Leopard. <laughs> oh, and a donkey. And a donkey. donkey. Lots so, of donkeys. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like it was bad. Right. It's just was it was unexpected. It was not right. what I was. It was not what I anticipated. Even though it was kind of what I anticipated coming, just in a different, in a different space. Mm-hmm. I. You know what I mean. So, um, I. I have a hard time when you watch that saying, oh, I got this and I got this and I got that because I'm sitting there going, man, these guys got it going on. Their lives are perfect. Mm. They don't have to worry about shit. I mean, the house cleans itself. Oh, God, I wish I had that. Right? Right. But you know what's really funny, though? I mean, the house did a lot of things for people, but the you kind of saw that the house... The two people who really had a connection with the house and talked to the house, and the house talked back in its own little housey way, um, were Mirabelle and Abuela. I think it was more Mirabelle. It was and more Bruno. Mirabelle. I think but... it was more Mirabelle and Bruno. Oh, really? You think? I, it... I do. I don't think it talked to Abuela as much as you think she did. Yeah. It, if you remember, at the end when the house was. Yeah. Quote unquote dying. Right. It kicked everybody else out of the house. Right. Loving lovingly. Yes. And it helped her get to the candle. It did. And it protected her. And it protected her. So yeah. it protected other people too, but it was like, yep, you yeah, go. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to bring you all in here to get to the candle. So yeah. it's almost like like that was her superpower. She was the house whisperer. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think Abuela, the, there was like when she was trying to talk to Louisa at breakfast and then grandmother was like, hey, you know, the chair went, put her next to grandma, you know. So she had some some oversight. They both were both very connected to the house. Yeah. So, but 
and I thought it was really funny in the first scene where they're like getting ready for his his door ceremony or candle ceremony, whatever the freak you call it. And the kids wanted to run up the stairs to go see the door and the stairs would like send them down and they were like, oh, cool, and run up again. And it was like a slide, you the know? Ha- the house almost had the best personality in the movie. <laughs> Honestly, it really yeah. did. Um, yeah. It would, you know, wave and squeak and stuff like yeah. that. It was, it was, it was just so, it was odd. And not as I'm watching it, but as I'm thinking about it, you know, throughout the week, it's odd that you have a movie that's so fantastical mm-hmm. and unbelievable talking about that subject. Right. Like the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The, you know, when your, your, your family is dysfunctional. There it is. Thank you. Can't remember emperor, but you can remember dysfunctional. It says a lot for our home life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So you, on the next episode, we're bringing in a therapist. It's it's beautiful and it's gorgeous and it's, it's bouncy and light. Yeah. And, and, and then you're talking about how we don't get along. Yeah. Like, whoa. So that was, yeah. Or we, we all are under pressure and we all feel like shit. Yeah. Um, And it's so funny because it's like you feel, like Mirabelle, that character is such an enjoyable character. She's, she's so positive. Cute. She's yes. bouncy. She's, you know, always looking to be helpful and and like doesn't talk down to anybody. And she's, you know, she, I mean, you'd want to have coffee with her, you know. Um, yeah, and, and she she'd was, bring some good Colombian coffee. And she was disappointed that she didn't have a power, but she was totally okay with it. She, she was doing she her best. Piece, yeah. You know what was really kind of cool is some of the detail that they do put in this movie. Like when you look at Mirabelle's um look at Mirabelle as a character, but you also look at her um the outfit that they have her in, right? She is in a lot of ways, very much encompassing of all the gifts that the family has, right? Because she she listens to people. She hear like you have that cousin that can hear, you know, anything. Everything. And although she doesn't have super hearing, um, she listens to her family and she hears what they have. She hears them. She truly hears them. Um she her mother's the healer but she manages to heal you know these are things that you can kind of you know when she she does she has to to change her tactics that kind of chameleonness when she's when she realizes that the family like she goes in um they have that vision she has she convinces bruno to do the vision and they see a vision of her hugging the sister she's always at odds with and so she goes in with just like, I got to get that hug. And that's all she's thinking of. I got to get the hug. I got to get the hug. And when her sister starts really expressing, wait a minute, and she's having this epiphany, she's, she finally gets on board and she's like, oh my God, I, I really have to listen to what you're saying here and, and be with you in this. And so it's, it's really interesting. But if you look at her skirt, like all the things and even like even creating beautiful things like she's got that embroidery that she does and she makes things like she made the little toy for Antonio um she her skirt has like all the symbols of the rest of her family 
you know, so there's like a chameleon for the shapeshifter, there's an hourglass for Bruno, there's, you know, all these things. So it's like, they're kind of telling you she's, she's kind of everything. Right. But, and I think that that's kind of, the, those kind of details are cool. I mean, usually when a movie blows up like this and they have like, you've, I've, the things that they, you know, there's so many people that pick out every little thing, like the email background, like, in the song, we don't talk about Bruno when Dolores is doing her part, right? And she's singing kind of an octave lower than everybody else because she's got to be really quiet because she can hear everything. Um, if you watch in the background, there is like a Bruno-like character kind of sculpting in the background. And at one point, it's looking toward the camera and you can see the eyes are green and he's kind of booging along to the song. I mean, they put all these little details in, which are really kind of cool. Disney does that a lot. Yeah. They, they do that a lot. So. Yeah. So I, I did, but I thought it was cool. And like the, just the little things that you realize, like the, like I said, like I thought it was really a cute little detail that you wouldn't really pay attention to that Julietta, the healer is married to someone who is constantly getting himself stung with bees, stung with bees yeah. and accident prone and all that yeah. crap. So, but there's, there's like, um, the other thing that I realized after watching the show mm-hmm. movie sure, was movie. that even though they all have a power mm-hmm. and they're supposed to use it to help out the family and help out the Island, there was zero teamwork. Yes. Nobody, they no. everybody was just doing their own thing and doing whatever right. they wanted to do. And, uh, even in the house at the one of the, the opening scene, yeah. there's only one person in the kitchen, right? And that's um, Maribel's mom. Yeah, you know, and you know what I realized the other day too is when I was thinking about it, the scene where they're supposed to have the that the um, I, I don't remember the name of the the suitor for Isabella. Oh yeah, um, when pretty boy, the pretty boy guy. Yeah, um, when he comes to dinner with his mother... Osvaldo. Oh, yes. Um, the Guzmans, right? The Guzmans. The Guzmans. When the Guzmans come over, they're at the table. Abuela's at the table. Uh, Peppa Felix, uh, Camilio, Dolores is at the table. Luis is at the table. I don't see the mother at the table. I don't see... I didn't see um, Mirabel's mom at that table. She didn't belong there. She's a woman. <laughs> but it's like was she yeah. in the you know was she cooking I, <laughs> you think she'd want to be at that table it was her daughter they, getting engaged didn't they have two tables though because the kids were kind of sitting up wasn't Mirabelle sitting off to the end no she was next to her father was at Luisa was at the end and he, she was sitting next to her dad but Mirabelle was sitting next to her dad and in between Isabella and her dad that's right yeah just I don't know if that was a conscious choice or or not. Yeah. But it was just it was there's just yeah. the little odd things like you're like I don't know, it was very it was very good but it was very hectic and almost like they put so much thought into the idea behind it and then the music mm. and then they said, "You know what? We can do this without having a hero's arc." And then they were just like Oh shit! We have to have this movie made tomorrow. Let's just kind of throw. It was just. It felt. Well, I think they had a hero's arc. It was just not what you expected no, it to be. Yeah. I know, but but I mean, no one running right. up the castle to slay the dragon. Right. It was just. It was. It was a good story. It was. It was a good. It was a good hero's arc. Air mm. quotes there. What I mean is, is it was like they put so much effort into doing something different 
that it was almost like they they really went after the fruit at the top of the tree, but the low hanging fruit that's supposed to, you know that you're supposed to nail. It was just kind of like we don't need to worry about that. That'll just yeah. work itself out. And it was it was kind of it was just off putting to me at times. Right. It was just very. It did, yeah. It did seem kind of cobbled together, like it, and I think I know that Lynn, like after he did Moana, he did the songs for Moana. He told Disney that if you want me, if you're going to do something that's got a little bit more of a a Latino flavor or something like that, I want to be involved, but I want to be involved from like the beginning, right? So I can help develop this. I don't know how far, because I know that the whole crew kind of went to Columbia. They kind of did a little bit of research and he was there with them and all that because, you know, they, he puts a lot of traditional Columbia rhythms he's got um some colombian singers in there he's got um, instruments and all that stuff but i don't know it just seemed like like you said a little chalk blocky right like it was like oh all of a sudden here's a song you know what i mean it wasn't like organic it felt it did feel a little forced the songs felt wedged in it did yeah the songs like it's like okay we're just gonna go to her room and isabella sing yeah that they felt like that they the the development team did all go to Columbia, mm-hmm. and they were going to go back, but the second trip got canceled because of COVID. Right. So everything was done through one person went and basically looking through a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, um, the cast never met each other until the premiere. Yep. They were all doing their parts remotely, which is crazy when you think about it. Well, it can be done now. Yeah. I guess it can, but it's just really, really strange. But um, the other thing I think that's really kind of cool about the animation in this, I don't know if you, I think the movement, the way they captured movement in this film was a little bit different than some of the other Disney films that you see. It's a very, it was a much more flowing movement. Yeah, the dancing, you know, especially like in the dancing, especially that, piece that they were doing and in, in we don't talk about Bruno with the skirts and stuff like that and they were sh- um, one of the things they were I saw on YouTube they were showing um, the real dancers that they were using as um, what's the word models yeah motion models ca- like a, a, a reference yeah the like they didn't weren't doing motion caption they were just doing it as a reference they so they filmed them once with skirts and then once in pants so they could get the leg movement but they wanted to get the flow of the skirts right too so it's it is very it's very interesting that 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 it just the way they went about it because it, it works i mean it looks amazing this movie is it- unbelievably gorgeous yeah even for an uh, even for an animated film it's yeah. absolutely i don't know if they got like the 128 color box of crayolas <laughs> when they went to do this because they had the, all the shades the in one between. with the sharpener in the back yeah, yeah. Oh, for well duh i mean look how much they drew they had to have yeah. a sharpener. <laughs> so i am i it was absolutely phenomenal the way it looked yeah um even the like there was that one scene where um after they do the introduction scene where she gets up in the morning and the house helps her put on her shoes and stuff like that and she goes to go out the door and she picks that thread off of her dress and kind of flicks it away i mean that was almost uncanny valley that it, was really yeah, it, it looked yeah it looked real it really did look real yeah um the song the songs on this this is like 
the first Disney film in quite a while that has rocketed as far as billboard charts are concerned. Like they are starting like to climb like the, we don't talk about Bruno, um, surface pressure is starting to really, um, ratchet up there too. And I think it's probably just kids want to hear it over and over. And over well, again. that's, that's a big, but, that's a big thing. I mean, yeah. you gotta remember like back when, before the internet is what it is, you had movies and the, the Disney movies that right. had the earworm songs. Right. Um, I mean, even back as far as Snow White with Hi Ho, but yeah. Little Mermaid, the Little um, Mermaid, yeah. But and and Pocahontas, uh, they had, but they had the songs that would be covered by the, the the stars, and they would be on the radio. Right. This was the, but I things have changed a lot since that era. In the the Disney movies, there was a music guy, like their their top music guy, retired, and this was the first movie that he has not been in control of, charge of, whatnot since Mulan. Right. And if you think about all the Disney movies since Mulan, mm. wasn't a lot of movies that had a lot of music in them, with the exception of Frozen. And the guy that worked with Alan Menken did the songs for Frozen. Yes. Yeah. So Alan Menken was the one who really was the Disney Renaissance right composer. And F- Frozen wasn't the earworms that it was because uh the songs were so good. It was the earworms that it was because the song the movie was so freaking huge. It, it was, was yeah. it was just it was everywhere. I think too, I mean when you when you look at this I I'm, I was just trying to look something up and it, and I can't get on the internet. So um, I just, I, I think though, when you look at a movie like The Little Mermaid, um, the songs seem to be written more for the characters. And even though they did play around with, um, like, and we don't talk about Bruno. I mean, there were different tempos and cadences, even though they were all singing the song or they were going octaves higher or lower. Um, the music had the same essence. You know what I'm saying? In this one? Yeah. I don't think that there was a lot of like, when you look at um, Little Mermaid, I think the when you have the villain song and it's Ursula is definitely a, a different feel and flavor than Under the Sea. Yes. Or, um, you know, her wish song, whatever well, that, you, yeah. You put yourself in, for lack of a better word, different sets mm-hmm. as well. You had one where she's, she's talking about all the different stuff that she finds. And then you have yeah. the, the ballad where Kisty girl, you know, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. so you, and, and then the evil you're in the dark. Yeah. This was the same set. Yeah. It, it, they were just outside. It really the house was or, a bottle. Yeah. A it, bottle episode of a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. So it was, yeah. it was, it, 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 it wasn't like you could have one person do a Colombian dance yeah. and then another person sing a Van Halen song right. to, to, for a callback right. because it was, right. they wouldn't have known anything except that song. Yeah, and it was, you know, it's really funny. Like, uh, the only other thing, that, the only one that was just a little bit different was, um, I think, is it Dos Ortegas? That's what I was looking when I was trying to look that song at the end that's sung in Spanish about oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. two caterpillars. Yeah. Um, that song at the end is the only one that's somewhat different, you know, and it, it, it's good because it just, it does underscore but that I, really I, emotional story. But I think that that is supposed to be like a classic Colombian ballad, right? 
I don't. I don't. Know. Th- I don't know if it was written for. There was. I. I, I read something about it. No, and I, I forgot. I. Th- I think it was. I think it was a. It might have been original. I don't know because I know that this was the only song that Disney submitted. Um, for consideration to the Oscars because it came out in November, and they Which didn't. Song? Uh, the Dos Artecas. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I apologize because I don't have a reference in front of me. Um. Because they didn't know that the other songs were going to be as big as they were going to be. And so it was kind of a surprise that the, when the ones blew up that did. And Lynn Moran, manuel Miranda is pretty much saying that his kids are pretty much sick of we don't talk about Bruno anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> duh. Uh, yeah, I was, trying to, I was trying to find the song too, but... Um... We could maybe maybe we can find that when we take a break here in a second. But, okay. Yeah. Um, I I guess one of the things that does impress me about this movie, to be honest with you, is the fact that it's very one note. Yeah. But it doesn't really feel one note. Right. Uh, they, like you said, they packed a lot into Genie's bottle. Yeah. Because they never left the set. Um. I do have to. I do have to bring something up though. Right. And it's and it was very weird the way it struck me. Right. Where did all the people come from? Uh, were they protected when the when the candle I, saved them? I think that they were protected when the candle okay. saved them. You know, it's, it's that funny. Might be a, that may be a we had questions. I yeah, might have it, it term, might but. be. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is this movie. Um, they really had to pull back from the ideas that they had because one of the ideas was instead of her going to the river where the father was killed or the grandfather was killed, um, that she was going to go outside the village and they were going to overlook her old town, right? But everything in that old town was going to be a little bit more modern. Like there were going to be cars and things like, like very the village, right? And in Kanto in, in and of itself, that word, um, you know, one of the meanings of that word is... Um, Glamour, right? Okay. Which, you know, in magic means you're just hiding something else or you're putting on another face to something. So they're really living in a very enclosed space. So that's kind of weird. (laughs) And probably not at all healthy. (laughs) Not at all. So um, stumbling across this, this is the final one that Alan Tudyk will be in. Oh, is it really? Frank Welker will continue to do animal vocals, starting with Strange World in 2022. The mm. other, the other animated movie that came out last year was Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm. Um, yeah, there's. I I'll find it at some point, but yeah, right. yeah. Well, why don't before we go and take a break, um, that I play. This was really kind of cool, and I'll I'll probably put the link in it into the show notes, but. Um, Madrigals, obviously, a Madrigal is a song with many voices singing together. Um, usually over top of each other. Usually over top of each other. Um, and usually without music, it's usually a cappella. So somebody actually took the music out of We Don't Talk About Bruno. So we're actually going to get a Madrigal by the Madrigals as okay. we go out before our break. Uh-huh. Yeah, about that Bruno. I really need to know about Bruno. Give me the truth and the whole truth, Bruno. Isabella, 
your boyfriend's here. Time for Why did I talk about Bruno? Finally, they forgot the part where it goes, Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, I'd like to say um, that that recording, I had not heard that before. Uh, that was pretty impressive. I, I understand now why they didn't do uh, any Van Halen songs because <laughs> every one of them is a better singer than David Lee Roth. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think it's I think it's amazing that they got this this layering because you've got five voices, right? And they all recorded remotely, so they mixed it together, right? Well, that's where I was going with yeah. this uh, was having been in band for seven, eight years yeah. in high school and, and all that stuff, you play your own part. But you play your own part and your part sounds different. Right. I would I am amazed that they did that like that. And honestly, I don't think I think it would be really hard to record that with everybody in the same room. Yeah. That would be re I mean, really, really hard. Right. Because now, you're you're trying to do your own because the tempos are all different like somebody I, I i'll try to look for it i don't think i'm going to find it but somebody did and showed like the different tempos like where peppa was versus where felix was versus where dolores was well you're on different yeah. you're on different beats yeah and, and you're coming in at different times i think it would be easier with the music because yeah. you would know but to hear it without the music like that that's um this song is um very annoying no, <laughs> this song is a fucking earworm. No, this song is uh, very much inspired by um, the late, great Stephen Sondheim. Um, Lynn manuel Miranda said he wanted this song to be his weekend in the country from um, A Little Night Music. And I, I know you don't know this. It's like that Little Night Music is the most famous song from that particular um, musical is Send in the Clowns. But it is very much like that where you've got different scenarios of people singing together and then all coming together at once. For the for the end, and that, that's it's a big thing in musical theater. You see it a lot. But Stephen Sondheim was a master at that kind of song. Um, so that's what he really. This was just one, but this was like a main motivation for him. This is what he wanted this song to be. I figured that he would have been okay. He did it in Hamilton like twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, to me, like Hamilton is so much different than this. This is very much closer to you know his first musical, which is in the Heights, which I watched I think a few weeks ago, um, the yes, movie version. Um, 
So it was it it had a lot more of of that feeling to it than than Hamilton. Hamilton was definitely something off the beaten path for him. No. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot more no. to touch on. Uh, I mean, we've got no, nothing eating Ebert because, well, Ebert didn't see this. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Let's look at Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the tomato meter um, has this at 90%. And where do you think the audience score falls? Higher or lower? Probably higher. It's probably like a 95 or a 94. It's 93. So you're close. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I get it, because you probably got a lot of kids creating fake accounts. And, <laughs> and, <no. laughs> Disney's just, I yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, there's, listen, when you take a Disney, ooh, excuse me, when you take a Disney animated movie, mm-hmm. and you go, damn, hiccup, sorry, pardon mm-hmm. me, and you go back through history, and this is their 60th animated feature, Right. tell me a bad one. Yeah, that's true. There may be some that not that are not to your taste. Yeah. Like I never cared for the Aristocrats, Aristocats. Yeah, the, some it of those. It was odd, you know, some of the seventies and the, it was, there was. That was an odd yeah, area. That seventies early eighties. Yeah, but they're all, they're all good. Yeah, not watchable. They're all good in of their own right. So it doesn't surprise me yeah. that that this, especially especially with, with, the fact that it's speaking and bringing forth, right that culture. Yes, and and. and have, they, and they said that they've got like a lot of the mannerisms and things like that mm-hmm. um, are spot on as well. Like there's, um, we had talked about this before where Dolores, um, she kind of goes, eh, you know, he's, she squeaks a little bit when, when she's saying something that may not be the greatest thing or she doesn't want people to know or stuff like that. And that is something that's kind of a carryover from um, colonialism days, like when, when they were around you know, settlers and things like that, that they would kind of communicate in those squeaks to kind of let them know. And this is probably not something we should be talking about here. Um, there's a, the scene where she asks, uh, Maribella, um, goes under the bed because that's where Antonio is hiding. And she tells him to open his gift and she motions with her lips toward it. That's something that's done, you know? So there's, there they're very good about doing their research. Um, and I think this is like, they, they did a lot of that and they try to be extremely sensitive, I think to the cultures, but they still kind of get smacked a lot for misrepresentation here and there. I'm not hearing anything about this. I think they this is where they've gotten it right. A lot of people are, are saying that. So, okay. But it's, what's funny though is, um, because people are making, like, there's a lot of people who are going down rabbit holes with theories and all that stuff. So that I'm probably not going to talk about that. But um, this is the first protagonist main character for Disney that has worn glasses. Unless you want to know. Well, maybe. What was that one with the time machine? Not the time machine, but the the space ship. Kind of one. Oh, never mind. But cartoon. Yeah, it was a cartoon. It was like Robinson Crusoe or something like that. Like a, in, in it, space. Treasure Planet or Treasure Planet. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. Yeah, didn't that cave out? Didn't that main character have glasses too? I think so. Yeah. Didn't, okay. Uh, didn't the mice, the mice, and the great mouse detective? Didn't they wear glasses? 
He had a monocle, maybe. Okay. But I think this is the first didn't, maybe female that had glasses. Didn't Snow White have glasses? Uh, no, contacts. She wore contacts. <laughs> um, so that was a big deal. Um, but they they did what they did not anticipate is Louisa becoming a fan favorite. And they didn't really make a lot of merchandise with her on it. They had to fight to represent her the way they represented yes. her. Yes. They wanted her to be... A little bit more... Thin and... Demure. They, they wanted yeah. her to be demure, not like a, a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, and they were like, no, that's not what we want. We want yeah. we want that representation, which I think was a smart idea. It, it is. Guess. And I think a lot of people... Like I said, a lot of people are... Like, people are, like, you know, cue the Disney lawsuits, but I guess, like, in it, in response to people looking for Louisa merchandise, there it's showing up on Etsy, right? Because Disney didn't really make it. So Disney's now got to like scramble and, you know, but so I thought that was interesting as well. And crazy enough, because I'm looking at the picture, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the, the, the poster. She has glasses. Nobody else does. Yeah. Even... Even Abuela mm. doesn't have glasses on. Yeah. That's racist. <laughs> to those of us that wear glasses and are sight impaired. That has nothing to do with race. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> you are wrong. There's just so many wrong things about that. Anywho. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun. Now, it's, normally it's I would fun to be stupid. Yeah, normally I would go over awards, and it has been nominated for a lot of awards and won a lot of awards. But they're more critics' awards. We haven't gotten to the big ones, you know, the Grammys, the the and the Oscars and the Golden well, Globes and all get, that stuff. It's going to so. get nominated for best best, yeah. or, you know, for best uh, uh, animated feature. Of course, mm-hmm. it is because it's 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 Disney, and it, there were not very many of them last year and mm. things like that. So, um. I mean, if it won, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it, it pr- probably going to win best song because mm. what else came out last year that was a song? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, it's it's worthy of awards. I, I listen. I didn't I didn't hate it. Right. I, I just. All right. It just did. I, I guess it just didn't speak to me the way it should have, or could have, or would have. Yeah. Uh, I have one question for. I have questions. Oh, okay. I have one. I only have I have maybe one or two, but is Mirabelle a Disney princess? They are, and that's one of the things. If you're going down the rabbit holes, and a lot of people are, they are going to argue. A lot of people are arguing she could be princess adjacent because that family is so revered in their community. They are almost treated like royalty. So I know they've they've got her out in the parks. You know, as a character and all that stuff. So they'll probably try to put her into the princess canon. I think they should. Mm. I mean, you don't have to be a princess yeah. to be a princess, right? Yeah. The, I mean, Pocahontas wasn't a princess. No, Pocahontas knew it was Mulan. Yeah, Mulan was a commoner. Yeah. So. Of course, you can't find her anyway. Or so. Hell, <laughs> hell, Little Mermaid wasn't even a person. Yeah, but she was a princess. She was. Can she you, wasn't a policeman. She, she was a princess. She wasn't a policeman. <laughs> I'm not a princess. I'm a potato. <laughs> okay. Um, so my question is this. And if Dolores can hear everything, why couldn't she hear Abuela talking to 
her deceased Pedro? Why didn't why didn't she hear that Abuela had an issue? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, you can't explain it. Yeah, but even even then, she said, um, "Wasn't there a line where she said something about she says the rats told me." The rats were talking about it in the walls. That's how she heard it. So she, but if she can't understand animals, Antonio does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she had basically at that point cornered Antonio and mm. says, "Look, you little freak! If you don't tell me what the mice are saying, <laughs> I'm going to take you out betting." <laughs> oh, my other question is: is if they're so isolated and they don't have the technology, how the hell did Bruto invent uh, mice television? Um. Why would he know about a telenovela? <laughs> I know it's yeah, it's so funny when you see those things like because uh, there was something else too. Oh, when she's singing, um, they they pull in like modern stuff, even though they're putting it in a context of there's no modern stuff around. And in the family madrigal, she's like, "Okay, everybody, let's turn the sound up," and we're like, "The sound up of what?" <laughs> yeah, or, or the fact that they referenced the Titanic and under pressure. Oh, I love that. You know, th- I love the fucking donkeys in that. Fight. The donkeys are playing the. They're, you they're remember, playing the background. The the, 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 the orchestral music. Yeah, they're going down the with the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot of cool Easter eggs in it, and this is this yeah. is visually a, gr- a gorgeous movie with a lot yeah. of cute sight gags in it, and yeah. everything was good about it. I, yeah. I just. All right, so here is my question, and this is my question to you. Well, I, I hope so, because there's nobody if, else here. If you had to have one of the magical powers, which power would you want? And do you need me to go through them all? No, because you had the shapeshifter, you could make flowers, you could talk to animals, you were super strong, you could heal people, you could hear, and you could control weather. I'm talking to animals. Talking to animals. Fucking right. You know how much I could steal with being able to communicate with animals? Oh, kind of like the rat thing in, um, in uh, uh, who is he, what's he there? Um, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't steal stuff, but animals. Well, first of all, animals are just cool. You just never know what they want. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> like, imagine imagine sitting down and just having a you cigar just want the cats with a grizzly sh- bear. You know what I mean? You walk in the woods, maybe I could be the guy that finds Sasquatch. <laughs> it's the stick shit stick to your fur. Um, I think you just want to be able to tell the cats to shut up and have them understand you. Um. <laughs> uh, if I once once I was able to talk to them, my my uh, my other animal speaking friends would banish these cats. <gasps> Babies. Aww. Yeah, I. You know what? I probably the animals. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, but. I almost think that having the ability to heal through cooking is kind of cool. In yeah, and of but itself. You, then you got to fucking cook. And well, what you if clean it, up. What and... if it was just like a magical peanut butter sandwich? Like, here you go. This will fix your broken arm. Have peanut butter and jelly. And like, here's a snackable. There's your movie. <laughs> There's your movie. Here's your lunchable. I put salt and pepper on it. You will now and be a little bit of, of basil. You're good. <laughs> and what? my last question what? is: If the mother heals people when they cook, why does Mirabelle need glasses? 
that was another thing that somebody was going down the rabbit hill on and a rabbit rabbit hill the rabbit hole on and i think it was if it was an injury and gla- like having problems with your sight is something that happens naturally is i don't think she could prevent death like I'm, I'm, but I'm, if you get stung by a bee i'm she's throwing, your gal. i'm throwing the bullshit flag are you yeah i'm throwing the bullshit flag okay i I don't know. No, There's kidding. certain things I'm I guess kidding. you can't prevent. Like, could she cure cancer? Like, or, you know, or is it just like, hey, dude, I broke my arm. Apparently, because nobody have, was dying in that I village. Have COVID, um, I don't know. But well, I mean, cancer's real, COVID's not. So let's <laughs> let's let's stick to the <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have even said the word. <laughs> let's just stop. I never I didn't say it. I did not say it. <sighs> oh, this says uh this says it's of a, it's awards. Hold on, let me click on his awards. It's got eleven wins and seventy nominations. Yeah, but it's all like critics Annie awards. Awards, art directors, yeah. awesome film critics, broadcast from yeah. Chicago, Chicago. So okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. that's stupid. You guys are stupid. Um. Right. So one question you did have, um, that we answered, um, before we recorded, um, but I will say it now. As you that. Um, I did not mention that um, we also have the voice talents of Alan Tudyk in this film, um, where he plays a sound of a or sound. He, uh, he plays a a toucan, right? Caca, caca. It just <laughs> he makes some very strange sounds, and it's almost like why would they? If you could use the sound of a bird, why would you use Alan Tudyk? But okay, um, and that toucan is hysterical. Um, that's another really 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 funny 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 part but um and you were like if you had a voice talent like alan tudyk why would you use him as a bird and racist not racist it's racist (laughs) he's the only white person in the cast and they made him be a fucking bird and the reason is (laughs) alan tudyk has done voices since wreck it ralph because he was king candy in wreck it ralph but he's done other voices. Like he was, he he was Hey Hey in Moana. Mm-hmm. He was Tuk Tuk in Ray and the Last Dragon. Um, he uh, did the Big Hero Six series. He was in Zootopia. So um, it's just been a thing. He's just been around. And I guess you said it was his last one. This that's what they're saying. This is his last one. Yeah, so. because you know he's getting old and he can't whatever. He can't bird. No, he can't kidding. bird anymore. Have you seen Zootopia? I have not seen Zootopia. No. Zootopia was really good. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to put that on the list. Okay. She made me watch this pile of claptrap. <gasps> I'm kidding. All right. So my last question for you is, if you had to watch it again. <laughs> if I had? Wait, if, if your granddaughter came over and, and we had to watch it on, if our granddaughter came over, let me, let me. Let me correct that. If our granddaughter came over and wanted to watch one thing on repeat all day long, would it be Encanto? Or Moana. Which one would I rather watch? Yeah. Moana. Moana. Okay. That's my last question for I have questions. And and it's strictly a selfish reason mm-hmm. because uh, little Moana looks so much like, the like little, baby like little angel looks face. like that, their little angel, yes. Yeah. Um, you know what? I also, as dumb as this sounds, because <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> Moana was was more believable of a story. I, I it think was, it I, was. There was a story you could get more in 
I felt like yeah. I felt like there were real risks in Moana. Right. Like she could fall off that boat and drown. Or, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I yeah. know that sounds stupid. This is like <clears throat> Hey, yeah. guys, you're in a snow globe, and nothing's going to happen to you, but it's going to get real dangerous. But we're in a snow globe, and nothing's going to happen to us. That's kind of how, yeah. it, as good as it was, Moana, was it was more of a... It was more of a traditional hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, cool. All right, so um, box office is a little wonky on this one because it's it it opened up in... No- oh, no, it's got, it's got a box office. Okay, it opened up in November. November and they 24th. they made it available on Disney Plus beginning of January. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Give it's us... done ninety three million domestically. Wow. Uh, it's two hundred and something million worldwide. Wow. Fifty million dollar budget. I mean, it, it's a Disney movie. Just like Mike says, it's a cartoon. It's going to make money. Right. Even the bad cartoons go to the theaters and kill. Mm. So, um. It uh, it got overlooked box right. office wise because it was getting its ass kicked by Spider Man, right? Um, but it's two different types of things. There, this just shows that people are ready to go back to the theaters. I mean, yeah, it, people are people are okay going back. Ninety three million Spider Man's done a billion, I think. Wow. So, yeah. Um. All right. Top three. Top three moments. The last thing I wanted to say oh. is the scene where um, Abuela and Maribel are sitting on the water. Yes. And they're coming to terms with each other. Right. The way that they had the water sparkling and shimmering. It was the, gorgeous. Yeah. That actually exists. Wow. They It's a at a park. It's a federal national park or whatever in Colombia. And it's actually locked off to the public. You have to make appointments and they only let a certain number of people go and see it each year. Wow. But it's supposed to be extremely beautiful. And there are certain times of year where you see the butterflies do exactly what they did in where Fly? you've got a bunch of them together as a group. Um, what do you call it? Fly? You call- no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got like a flock of seagulls. You've got like a a, a murder of crows. You've got it's a, a quadrant bunch of, of fucking idiots. It's a quadrant yeah. of butterflies. <laughs> okay, quadrant of butterflies. So. It's a battalion, a battalion <laughs> of butterflies. A battalion of papillon. Um, yeah, uh, I guess that swarm where, that they, is, where they kind of swarm. Yeah, they kind of like swarm and f- floop and whatever. The f- it's very it's descriptive, called, flooping. It's called flying. <laughs> You're saying it wrong. Flying. They Twitter and they tumble. <laughs> uh, no, they don't Twitter. They don't even have cell phones. <laughs> they they TikTok. Oh, uh, dear God, help me. <laughs> That'd be a boring ass TikTok. <laughs> Fucking phone just flopping all over the place. <laughs> Looking at different angles. See You're what like, I can ah, do. Ah, stop it. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I'm all seasick. <laughs> all right. Okay. They're getting punchy. Um, You're getting near the end. You're no, t- you're getting punchy. I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm tired. I worked out hard today. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just so tired. Um, uh, it, no particular order. I really liked the stream scene. That was nice. Yeah, yeah because it, it was, was very. I'm, it was, I'm not crying. That was kind of the the acknowledgement that she was looking for. Yeah, and I think it's beautiful that she saw her back. It wasn't like fucking finally, lady. Right? It yeah. was like I see you. I value you. You are important, and thank you. You know. Yeah. Um, I did like the under pressure sequence. Yeah, it was. It was. It that was, was good. It wasn't a song that blew me away. It was a good yeah. song, 
I, I did like the under pressure sequence just because of the little McNuggets that they threw in mm-hmm. everywhere. And I, I kind of, I kind of liked the, the house dying scene. Is that yeah. fucked up? Is no, it fucked it's up not fucked up that? at all because it's it, very sweet. It, because it, the it was way it waved bye bye, bye bye. Yeah. No, she was the only person that the house actually addressed. Yes, Maribel was. Yeah. It interacted with other people, but it never waved to anybody or or whatever. Except anybody yeah. except Maribel. So when it protected her and then waved bye bye, that was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty cool and sad. Cool. It was sad. Um, my moments. Um, I have ones with the animals, right? Because the donkeys in in surface pressure were um, hysterical, especially when they're they're you know going down with ship and playing as the band on the Titanic. I thought that was just it was such a cute little, you know, mm-hmm. Easter egg in there. Um, but even like a, a donkey corn, you know, <laughs> that was funny. The donkey corn was cute. Yes, the donkey corn and stuff like that. Um, and and that just equals like um, when Mirabelle is um, she um, she's kind of Louisa tells her that she probably should look for Uncle Bruno's last vision, so she goes into Bruno's magical room which is falling apart because he's no longer using his power but she's trying to get across this chasm because the bridge went out and she does it and she gets excited and she goes yeah and then there's you know some of the rocks start crashing down and they're looking down the ravine and there's that you know cartoon boom moment when it hits the bottom and the when the toucan just turns his head and looks at her I don't know why that makes me laugh out loud, but twice I laughed out loud. Um, the first time and the second time I watched this, it just yeah, there was something very toucan, judgmental about it. <laughs> yeah, and the toucans should be scared about falling in the ravine because there's no way it would be able to fly. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't scared about it. It was just like a judgmental look. Like, what the fuck did you just? Do? <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, I loved the characters of the guys who married in Felix and Augustine. I think they were just very sweet. Like both of them knew how to be part of this family and were very supportive of their children and their wives and their, and it was just very, very cute. Um, But I thought was really cool is when they did the um, Antonio goes into his room and, you know, it, starts forming and doing you know making itself like this whole jungle motif and the jack uh the leopard comes and runs around does all this stuff like that when he comes back and everybody's applauding the leopard goes right up to augustine and just like does this little kitty cat thing right like where he just kind of jumps up and rubs him on his leg and stuff like that no reason just done i thought that was kind of a cute little touch um and the thing that broke my heart is when she finally... Were we doing like our top nine here? Or? No, I was just like, I was grouping my three things, right? Um, grouping, it's grouping, it's grouping. I was grouping things. And the other thing was um, when she finds Bruno and she notices that he's made a little table for himself with his own plate right near the kitchen where the family is. And that that's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It really was, you know. I agree. A nice little touch. So so there you go. Okay. That's my top whatever. 17. My top 17. Yeah, it's only 16, but whatever. <laughs> you don't do it very often, so we'll let it go. All right. So let's uh let's let's look at this movie here. Um would you watch it again? 
No. Okay. No, I, I it was good, but I've seen it. It's okay. not I, it it didn't have anything that brings me back. Um I'm 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 not saying I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying it was not a good movie because both of those I did like it and it is a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a I'm not a huge musical guy. Okay. Number 1, I'm not a huge musical guy. There That's are fair. there are a handful that I do really like. Um like I could watch West Side Story on a loop. As mm. dumb as that sounds. Um Sunline, baby. But I, I just it just it didn't it just didn't grab me. It was it, there's nothing wrong with this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um if it's on in the background, I'm not going to turn it off, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go to Disney Plus and say, "Oh, let me put Encanto on again." Yeah. I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go with if I'm looking for something like that, I'm going to go with the Toy Story or Monsters Inc. Your Monsters Inc. Or you know, uh, not Peter Pan, but uh, Robin Hood, or Aww. you know, the Hercules or the Emperor's New Groove or something. There was just those are. It's just yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I I think I would probably watch it again. Um, I think it would probably be sometime further in the future when I well you watched w- it two days in a row so. want my head to get rid of the earworms that are are already up there so okay um would you recommend it to I a, would a friend I would recommend member? it you would uh, yeah okay if that's, if that's if that's your thing you know yeah. uh, you know what I mean uh, if that's if that's what I'd be selective like. about who I recommended it to well yeah yeah I mean we're not gonna recommend this to Mike no. No, because I know what he's going to say. <laughs> it's not, not black and white, Mike. Yeah, not that he doesn't like those type <laughs> of movies. It's just, it's, I just know that it's not, it's just not in it's his It's not his It's thing. not in his vein mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So. Yes. We are going to try to do Venom and Carnage. Ven- Venom will be next. Next. Venom and Carnage. But in the event we there's something that goes on or they can't make it or something like that have you picked out a movie for me to watch next because i've picked the last two and mm-hmm. undoubtedly that is unfair i um, i i have not all right but but there's that but i can do one if you want nice but baby not anymore <laughs> um i think we will probably do Training Day. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Have you seen that? No. I haven't. Okay. Probably do Training Cause Day. Because it's, it's not my thing. So it didn't really appeal to me, even though I hear... That's that's what Denzel Washington got his Grammy... Or his Grammy. His Oscar for, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ethan Hawke in it, too? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. It's, All right. It's... When I watched it the first time, I expected something completely different than what I got. Hmm. And it was fairly impressive. If you want to do something different, we can do something different. I'm just so I'm yeah. start I'm starting to run out of movies. Um because you've seen everything and you watch everything without me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watch everything without you, but yeah. Okay. All right. No, no, I think that that's fine. Um, I am a little 
hesitant to watch it, but that's what this this podcast is about. What makes you hesitant to watch it? Um, the subjects it tackles, maybe, maybe a little bit, make it make my tummy feel funny. What subjects know. does it tackle? Um, um, does it tackle? It tackles like um, bad policemen, right? Like dirty cop. Yeah, he's a dirty cop. Dirty cop. But he's not a dirty cop. But not a dirty cop like in a 1980s movie way, like a funny dirty cop. Or, But it's, yeah. Okay. Anywho. All right. The no. What just funny. happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm really tired. You got to remember. Um, you you got to remember something. And, and I'm not, this. he's one of four African-Americans that have won Best Actor. Yeah. And he won it for this role. So that tells you All something right, right I'll there. I'll lean this, into it. This, I will lean it's into Denzel, it. It's Denzel, honey. It's, it's Denzel. Denzel. All right. So we have come to the end of our episode. So thank you for hanging in there and listening to us. Um, I'm flexing for the cameras. We that are, are flexing on. the cameras that are on. <laughs> so if you want to follow us on social media, um, the best way to do that is to follow us on Instagram at Honey Watch This symbol at honey watch this um we are also oh you you opened your letterbox account i did letterboxed so um my letterboxed um i still need to work on it a little bit more i've been throwing things in there but i haven't been throwing commentary in there so i got i got to start sped to take a spin and do that but my letterbox account is susan underscore h-y-s-w-t so susan underscore honey you should watch this um Yours is? Gbishop436. Gbishop436. Okay. So uh, those, um, yeah, definitely take a pick. Um, I've got my list of favorite movies. Um, we'll start putting in the recent re- activity. I haven't like updated that. Um, and I also have a list of everything we've covered um, on the podcast. Um, if you want to go to a direct list of everything so that you can listen to, um, you can either subscribe to us on any platform and we would certainly appreciate that. Or you can go to honey, you should watch this dot And, uh, that's, we'll show you every single one of our lovely episodes. Um, honey, you do another podcast. So do you want to talk about that before we go out? You don't want to talk about it today? (laughs) Not today? That's fine. Not today. He's not up to it, guys. Top, top five for fighting. Uh, it's me and Mike. We talk about all things that are pop culture and entertainment and sports. Uh, do a top five list each week. Um, this week, our top five list was the top five Star Wars characters that deserve their own spinoff show. And it was pretty good discussion. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, trying to keep it relative with uh, Boba Fett and everything. It was it was a it was a fun list. But we most sometimes our lists are funny. Sometimes our lists are things that we want to see. Um, sometimes our lists are just off the wall, crazy ass shit. Um, we do that uh, on my Letterboxd account. I think I've I think I've rated about 150 movies, but I've only reviewed two. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much where I am at. One, I'm like, I haven't even reviewed any of one them. One was Encanto, <laughs> and one was Gone Girl. Oh no! Go go read the Gone Girl one. Oh no! Now listen, listen, no, no. I gave I gave Gone Girl three and a half stars. All right. Okay. okay I gave Gone Girl fair. three and a half stars because it was really good up until the part where they shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of, and I don't use any bad words, but um, 
it's, and that was before you saw Affleck's donger. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell just happened right there, but um, uh, my inter- shit the bed before you got to see the full frontal on Affleck. When did you see that? When you was in the shower. Oh, I I don't know. I, I must have deleted that file. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that shit. <laughs> There were no boobs involved, so <laughs> delete. <laughs> Male genitalia doesn't doesn't register for him. All right. <laughs> there is a scene in this week's Peacemaker where he is talking with one of the agents that he's working with, and he is telling her with the other superhero, air quote superhero that's with him, because they've known each other their whole life, how he gives everybody that he knows a nickname based on their penis. and she says to him what the fuck are you in the locker room looking at people's dicks and she said he says yeah what am i supposed to look at the towel (laughs) (laughs) and one of the nicknames was vaney (laughs) mcvainerson sorry i had to say that because of the full frontal uh it is oh, such digress. It is beyond. such a good show. Watch it. Um, yeah, but go read the my review on uh, on Letterboxd. It's it's not long, but it's it's you uh, if, you should chuckle. Okay, that's it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and see you next time.